Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Tottenham Hotspur. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome to the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam and I am alone again. Sorry about this. <laughs> um, I swear I do have friends, I promise. They're, they're really here. So it has been one of those uh, shows where basically we had it all lined up and sorted and then at the last minute everything's gone wrong. Um, so podcast admin, we'll begin with that. So Matt is taking a step away from the podcast for probably until the new year. Uh, he didn't want to have to do it, but work you know, has to come first when you're building a business especially, which Matt is. So he's needed to do that. Step in, Stefan happily was ready to jump in. Uh, we got it all set up and then last minute fell ill. So it's just me. I apologise everybody because I know how much that sucks. But I definitely want to put a show out because I didn't want to leave it another week. So you are going to have to just put up with me rambling at you for a bit. I've got a few questions sent in from Instagram and Facebook and a couple of things from email which I'm going to answer. And obviously just other bits and pieces I want to talk about as well whilst, well, whilst I've got the microphone in front of me, basically. Uh, I've always had a few offers from people in the past, by the way, um, where they've said, look, if you can't, you know, if you don't have a host, then drop me a line. I'd happily do it. Thank you so much for them. Uh, typically, we do have it lined up. And when it ends up just being me, this is not me snubbing anyone because I'd happily just chat to anyone for an hour. But... It's more, it's the last minute nature of it. <laughs> so all kind of set up the record and then unfortunately, oh no, this has happened and then this is where we end up. So I am going to try and schedule some stuff. Um, so we're still putting out one show a week, definitely. I will try everything I possibly can to make sure I'm actually talking to somebody. So we get a back and forth because uh, I know how much people get bored of just listening to me drone on. But until then, I'm sorry, it is just me this week. But we are now going to dive into some questions uh, sent in by fellow Spurs fans. So let's see what we got. Now it's time for your comments from our social media. So uh, we have obviously Instagram and Facebook like always. And we've had a few coming via messages. So let's start with the good old messages from Facebook. Uh, Sean in Canada, A. Eh? Uh, Sean Palmetto says, I've got no words. So many opportunities to finish and we still came up short versus Villa. I see a long December in our future. This feeling is what being a Spurs supporter is all about. The highest highs and the lowest lows. Uh, I think that message was sent in by Sean shortly after the Villa result, uh, which is fair enough. Uh, Sean, yeah, I mean, it kind of does sum things up for us, really being Spurs fans, uh, feeling very good about everything, then all of a sudden, in one game, red cards handed out like like it's Christmas, um, injuries, and all of a sudden... We, we look like we can't buy a win so yeah it, it's kind of crazy um the one thing i'd say is uh, i know i know some people are going to roll their eyes at this perhaps but 
I think the reason why I'm happy saying it now, whereas perhaps I wouldn't be next season if the same thing was happening, is at least I can see us playing. And what I mean by that is, yeah, we've just lost our third game. And yeah, we had so many chances in that game. I think our first 11, um, which I think we can all look at and go, our strongest 11 is definitely a notch up. And I think we've got some good players in our squad who can come in and out, but wholesale changes is where we're struggling, which is what we've had to make currently. If you think about Tottenham over the last five, six years, even going back to that bloke at Chelsea's reign, whenever we made wholesale changes for a cup game, you know, we made five, six changes, we struggled. And it's been a problem we've had for a long time. And now all of a sudden we've had, we've kind of been forced into that for, for the league, for every game, which is mad. When you look at our injuries, I think is a whole first 11 missing. Um, Sky Sports News, Michael Bridge did a piece where they actually named a very strong looking team. I saw one person joke saying they're all Tottenham players that look like they could be the Fulham 11 next year. Kind of funny, but. I did get their point. Um, It is actually a very strong Premier League side missing from our squad. And that didn't even include the suspensions. So we play Manchester City next. Uh, I think all of us are going into that with the expectation of an absolute mauling. Um, And then I think after that, we've got to shake that off and and just try and get back to as as best we possibly can. Um, But yeah... I'm not too downhearted. We are we are a, a team in transition. The whole style of football, everything at the club is changing. And Ange Postacoglu is implementing that system so well that even when we've made these wholesale changes, we are still playing very well. Now, those players didn't take the chances, which is very unfortunate. A sunny offside hat-trick. You know, uh, they were all offside. Um, I don't think there's any there that I'm screaming about, but, you know, that's a slight delay on a pass. That's a slight delay on a run. You're talking fine, fine margins at that kind of pace that Sonny has. So on another day, <laughs> he scores a hat-trick in that game and all of us are just sitting back going, wow. Um, and Villa are a very good side. They're very well coached, very well organised. I, I don't think there's any disgrace in losing to that Villa team. What I do feel is it's just a case of we need to we need to take our chances, which sounds trivial, sounds obvious. But in the Premier League especially, Champions League in the higher the highest competitions, you squander as many chances as we did, more often than not you're gonna pay for it. And that, and that's what happened. But we are actually creating the chances now. Um and that's to me, I'm trying to see it as a positive sign that if this kind of hodgepodge squad of past managers' failed visions can be playing this way under Ange, can you imagine with more windows under his belt and a squad of players he has built who are ready to actually play his style of football? It's quite an exciting prospect. For me, anyway. So, yeah, uh, I completely get what you're saying, Sean. But I actually feel there's a lot of positives from that, from that, which is keeping me up, if that makes sense. Whereas 
typically three defeats in a row with Man City away on the horizon, I'd be, you know, hello darkness, my old friend. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so no, doing okay. Uh, but yeah, thanks for that one, Sean. Uh, question two was sent in by Michael Jasper Annis. Michael says, question for the podcast. As you've probably already covered, the Defoe debacle and all that surrounds it, the Romero-Barcelona rumours got me thinking. If you had to sell one of our top players of this season in order to push through the sale of two badly needed sales replacements, who would you sacrifice? Well, that's a brutal question. Uh, Michael actually sent this one in last week. Uh, we were on a break last week because of the internationals. Um, so let's start with the Defoe debacle. To be honest with you, Michael, I wasn't really going to touch on it. Um, the main reason why is I'm a little bit confused by it. Um, so my understanding is, and please know perhaps I'm wrong on this, uh, the transfer of Jermaine Defoe from Tottenham to Portsmouth, an unlicensed agent was used who benefited and worked with Harry Redknapp, Tottenham, Portsmouth and Jermaine Defoe. This was reported at the time. Uh, Tottenham submitted uh, evidence to that and they looked at it and decided there's nothing doing. Um, There's no punishment. We're, We're happy that this won't happen again and they move on. Since then, there have been a lot tighter restrictions and heavier punishments handed out for similar it feels to me like someone's kind of dug this up as a, um, you know, well, come on, this has been going on a long time. Why is it suddenly people are getting hammered with this when, you know, look at this, for example, you did nothing. But my understanding is, given the amount of time that has passed, there is actually literally nothing that can be done. Um, you know, from a legal standpoint, the statute is sort of done. I believe um, someone... Uh, posted to Twitter a full breakdown of the rules, even showing that once it gone past five years, there were no appeals on the stuff like this. So I'm not entirely sure. The story came out. It was picked up by everybody. It was a big discussion point for 24 hours and then vanished again. And I've not seen any other journalists running it, Not no other journalists asking the club for comment. So... Yeah, it's a bizarre one, that. So so I wasn't really going to touch on it, so I'm just going to leave that now. Um, the Romero-Barcelona rumour. Yeah, uh, to be honest with you, Romero's going to get linked around. Um, when Lionel Messi calls you the best defender on the planet, a lot of press and headlines will get written. And there's a lot of clubs that like to sign players that are... <laughs> that create those types of things. Um, Barcelona, though, as a club, cannot afford him. Um, there there are definitely clubs in the world who could make an offer to Tottenham, which would fit. But, I mean, you'd value him 50 to 60 million easily in this market, and Barcelona haven't got that. They also probably, at the moment, would struggle to pay the same wages as Tottenham would. Um, so... I mean, that changed Barcelona, of course, to get themselves back in a financial position. But as of right now, no, I'm not kind of phased by any link to a Barcelona for any of our players, to be honest. Who would I choose? Um, it, see, it's a difficult one because I know if I had Stefan here as a co-host, he'd, he'd happily sell Romero. He 
he doesn't rate him anywhere near what I do. Um, for me, uh, the club are struggling in a central defensive way. We have two strong defenders in Romero and Van de Ven, and we need to add to that. So the idea of selling one of them doesn't, you know, doesn't compute in my mind really. When it comes to the other players, I genuinely don't know. Uh, I'd struggle with that. I'd struggle with it because there's none there that I think selling would make us stronger, if that makes sense. Like, there's that old argument, you know, well, you know, you could sell Kane and it make make you stronger. I never bought into that. I never bought into the idea that you could get rid of your greatest ever goal scorer and not be the poorer for it. And I think him up front playing under Ange would be scoring bucket loads. So so I don't buy into that. But if I had to pick one to answer your question and not just dribble on, um, possibly Sonny. Uh, I know I can hear the gasps from everybody. Uh, for the one simple reason of age. Um, Madison's got more time. Romero's got more time. Sonny is into the diminishing part now. I think he's 31, turning 32. Um, that would be it. That would literally be the only possible reason I could think in my mind, and therefore him. Uh, but yeah, to be honest with you, uh, I don't think there's any there that I could really sacrifice. I could give you a list of players that I think we should sell, <laughs> but that wasn't the question. So uh, thank you for that one, Michael. Uh, we will move on to the next one there. So actually on Facebook, we had two. Uh, the first one is from Matthew Fleming. Hey, Matthew, hope you're well. Is this the happiest you've ever been after three straight defeats? I don't remember ever being quite as joyous after LLL. Um, I don't know if joyous is the is the right word, but um, I, I completely get what you're saying, and I kind of already touched on it, which is I think right now in the position that we're in, knowing that Ange hasn't been at the club really that long, you know, in, in relative terms, he hasn't, knowing that the squad is is a mess you know it really is a mess and he's managed to get some players who were signed for other coaches and systems even and he's managed to get them playing really well in his system which is a great tribute to him I mean Pedro Porro is a right wing back Destiny Udogi is a left wing back that is the position those two players have played in their careers and were playing when we signed them and they were signed to play as wing backs for Antonio Conte. The fact he has managed to turn both of them into solid Premier League level uh, and and beyond perhaps fullbacks in his system, the inverted fullback system, is a great tribute to him and the coaching team he's assembled. But we all know that there's some players in that squad who just don't suit Angeball. And that's not me being disparaging, it, it's just true. So they need to move on and we need to replace them. So yeah, I do feel happy that we are moving in the right direction. The results are kind of... Um, I, I think the Wolves result hurt me more than the Villa result. The Wolves result hurt me more because I, I really didn't see us play well. There weren't any signs. It felt like a Conte game, a Jose game. And I really didn't feel good about that game at all. And it felt inevitable. We went 1-0 up and it just felt inevitable we'd lose and we did. The Villa game from start to finish, 
Um, I, I know we lost the game, but it didn't feel like we lost it. I felt we were the better team. And Villa took away the points. Credit to them. Very well organised, very well coached. They won the game. Definitely not taking anything away from them. But just like I said, it's very marginal. You know, on a different day, we can all look at that and go, we'd have battered them. <laughs> you know, just that slight bit of luck in a different direction, we would have battered them. I also think the injury to Benton could have played a big part. I think he was running the show and then he was taken out. So, yeah. Uh, for me, I don't know if it's the happiest. Uh, it probably is. Probably it's the happiest I've ever felt of the three straight defeats. I think that's fair. Um, but people probably think I'm mad because of it, if that makes sense. Next up is a question from Tom Perks. Hi, Tom. Tom says, after Johnson's goal against Wolves, we are the first club to have 168 different goal scorers in the Premier League. Tottenham have put together a list, and uh, Tom has put a link to this. Uh, There are some notable landmark goal scorers, including Christian Ziga as our 50th, Luka Modric as our 100th, uh, he says, does Matt know who our first Premier League goal scorer was in a 2-2 draw at home to Crystal Palace in 1992? Well, Matt is not here, but he probably would know. Um, 1992, the first Premier League season, we had we didn't have Lineker anymore. We'd sold him and we replaced Lineker hilariously. With a Scottish forward. And I think it was him. And for the life of me. I cannot think of his name. Oh this is painful. Because I'm by myself. Um, Gordon Jory. Now I don't know if that's right. (laughs) That's. But that's who I think it was. Gordon Jory I think. I remember him like having a headband. Like a something. Whether it was. Uh, bandage or what but yeah Gordon Jury I'm sure was the guy because I've had that come up in a pub quiz before I I could be wrong um so everyone look that up uh Tom Perks has put a link on the comment uh, I've just got a screenshot so I can't click it to to see if I'm right or not but yeah uh Tom let me know I think it was Gordon Jury Apologies if I've got that shockingly wrong. Okay, so it's time for us to head over to Instagram and I'm delighted to say we actually have a comment from someone with their own theme. And I've gone old school with this. Uh Mountain Man, I'll pay I'll pay the copyright. He's a man such a man such a man. was fun hearing that again <laughs> so uh Mario man says is cutie allowed a pass on the inevitable red card he gets when he takes out matty cash and he returned the villa fixture i'm fine with it uh yeah <laughs> matt matt cash um there's been a lot of interesting conversations about that particular gentleman uh since that game so, uh, football's a contact sport. Let me start by saying this. Uh, you're going to get tackles. You're going to get injuries. 
I think the thing with Matty Cash is he took out Doherty with a terrible challenge, which he got away with. He has then taken out Bentoncourt with a terrible challenge. And once again, although booked this time, it wasn't enough. Uh, he got away with it. The fact he was subbed at halftime, Unai Emery is not an idiot. He knew he was going to get sent off. Um, I... Yeah, it's difficult because I, I like the physical aspect of sport. Um, I was a rugby player, so... I I understand that sometimes you go in challenges and man and ball. Do I think it was that? Do I think it was more malicious than that? It's difficult because I've got Tottenham tinted glasses on. So I am going to look at this from a Tottenham point of view. And when it's Benton Court, of course I'm going to feel, which I think a lot of Tottenham fans are feeling right now, is very protective. The guy's just come back from a potentially career-ending injury. This was his first start. He's been integrated back in. He's worked so hard. And now this jackass, no-skill idiot has taken him out for two to three months again. I mean, it's, it's heartbreaking. Would I enjoy Romero snapping him in half in the return fixture? Yes. Would I accept the red card for him as services rendered to all of football? Probably me, because I'm a vindictive git. Um, I did laugh, actually. Someone sent to me, and I, I wasn't able to find it, so I don't know whether it was a, a fake fan mock-up. So apologies if it was, but someone sent me that, um, you know, uh, Paddy Power do their joke advert things. They found this picture of Romero stood on the side of the pitch, basically looking at Matt Cash. <laughs> And they, they put their, their advertising things saying, um, we will refuse to take any bets on Christian Romero being sent off against Aston Villa in a future fixture, <laughs> which which did make me laugh. Um, and does seem very paddy power, so it probably is real. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know you've kind of asked it tongue-in-cheek. Um, I don't think I would ever instruct or be okay with players going out with doing someone in mind um we also Roy Keane do that and I always thought that was a little bit over the line um even for him but at the same time mm. <laughs> see I'm I'm on the fence here aren't I uh yeah, l- let me just answer the question would I be okay with him absolutely snapping that guy yeah Let's, let's be honest with you. And I, and I kind of feel like it needs to happen. This Doherty was taken out when Doherty finally found his Tottenham form. Never recovered it. And, you know, we all know he left on a free. And what's just happened to Bentinker is disgusting. Um, so, yeah, I'd, uh, I'd, I think I'd enjoy Romero going through him. I think sometimes, though, you gotta you got to look at it another way. Go there, win the game, batter them, and then get in the guy's face. You know, let him, let him have a pop at you or something. But batter them, take the points. But if we're not going to take the points, then take the leg, <laughs> sweep the leg, as they say, Cobra Kai. So that is all of the questions. Thank you so much to everybody for sending them in. I do really appreciate it. Um, it is a strange thing when I'm just talking to myself. So apologies. I know. I know this isn't, you know, the show you all 
you all like to to listen to so i am yeah i am very sorry about that um the one thing i wanted to just say before i before i wrap this up then is this weekend uh terry venables passed away aged 80 i've uh, been fighting an illness for some time um this hit me like a ton of bricks uh for those who don't know i'm 40 i was born in 1983 been a Tottenham fan my whole life due to family. You know, there was no choice. <laughs> uh, my grandfather grew up in North London. Um, he moved out to the southwest, which is why I, I sound the way I do. Um, my father carried on the tradition, Tottenham, my elder brother, and uh, I was basically born with a hand-me-down Tottenham shirt, and away we went. Um, my earliest memories of Tottenham, though, that I'm really conscious of was the around so I, I never really got into football until Italian ninety. Um Italian ninety captivated me in a way that I can't quite sum up to people. It's difficult to kind of sum up to to anyone. But I'm hoping people who are listening who remember that tournament will will kind of understand what I mean. It was just all encompassing. And yeah, I was I was kind of a Tottenham fan but wasn't really aware of much what was going on and after that, I was football obsessed. And the two players in that England team that stood out above everyone for me was Gary Lineker scoring the goals and Paul Gascoigne, Gaza. And they were Tottenham. And that was that was it. I was sold. Um, I mean, I kind of feel like I was sold down the river by that a little bit. <laughs> but um, Terry Venables was the Tottenham manager. And I watched us lift the FA Cup in 1991 demolishing a very good Arsenal team in the FA Cup semi-final the first ever one played at Wembley um, my first ever game so it, it is something of there, there's kind of a special connection I think for all of us with our earliest teams that we remember whether it's the captain of that team uh, Gary Mabbott will forever be the captain of Tottenham as far as I'm concerned um, for as long as I live Gary Mabbott will be my captain my hero um, Terry Venables will, yeah, will, will be will be my hero as well. Um, he was so good that as he, it was kind of wasted on me as a boy, just how good he was and the football that he managed to get. I was older when he was England manager in Euro '96, and that tournament still remains the best football I've watched England play. I've seen England progress further now. With my own eyes, I've seen us look like we could possibly do it more. But I watched us demolish a very good Dutch team in that European Championship and get past a very good Spanish side. And for me, I, I still, for a, for a hair width away from Gaza tapping home, we we could have easily won that whole thing. Um, yeah, still still bugs me. But we were we were great, and that, that was Terry. Um, he he managed Barcelona when you know not many English managers were managing abroad. They still don't. Um, uh, and he he was phenomenal. He was ahead of his time. Um, you only got to look at the way he set his teams up. You only got to look at uh, the way players are talking about him since since his passing to know how well regarded and how good he was. Um, so I just want to, to finish the podcast, just mention him, El Tal, 
that are gone but absolutely never forgotten, especially by Tottenham fans, I hope. So that is it. That is our podcast. That is the Spurs News Podcast for this week. Thank you so much for your patience. I appreciate that this season especially we've been a bit all over the place. We are trying to get it on track. Uh, like I said, Matt, Matt has stepped away, so um, it will be stepping Stefan. Um, if he can't commit to, to weekly, then I will open it up. I will say, hey, if you want to be on the show, let me know. In fact, do let me know, because who knows? <laughs> we, we could need all hands on deck. And it's much better to have a conversation than to talk to myself, because I'm starting to worry, because I'm starting to starting to like you know make sense of it and that's that's a terrible terrifying thing but like i said thank you so much for continuing to listen thank you as always for all your support we will be back next week to talk about the man city game i don't know who will be joining me but someone will be and hopefully you never know we might go there and get a result yeah okay all right speak to you all soon and take care Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the show. Stay up to date with all things Tottenham. Follow us on social media. All links are in the podcast description.